0: Get your hands dirty with The Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Post FM with the gardening gang and Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy on this Saturday morning. How does he do it, And How does Rod keep up the energy at his age? He's older than me.
1: Yeah. You know, he's
0: about the same age as Lance, I think. Is he? Yes. <laughs>
2: well, Lance is pretty sprightly, I've got to tell you. Sprightly.
0: He's he a is. 77, 78 year olds. I can't believe it. Nice. No, anyway, it's Roddy's out in the town in Sydney last night and in the uh, Hunter Valley tonight for all those who are going up to the estate, uh, the Roche estate. yes. Uh, it's going to be a fabulous show. Maybe mm. a little shower. I'd take a raincoat.
2: And let's not forget, i tell you what, Cindy, Cindy Lauper's on there as well. I yes. love that song, True I'm Colours. I'll find a
0: Cindy song as well. Yeah, let's How do that. How about that? We'll find that too. But all oh, good fun today with the Gardening mm-hmm. Gang, being sponsored by our good friends Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs over all weekend at uh, Wyoming there, and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows at Berkeley Vale to our great sponsors after 3 years on mm. the radio. Thanks guys. Is Easter time a good time to begin gardening?
2: Yes any time is a good time to begin gardening Pete but particularly I think over the long weekend we've got a little bit more time on our hands and here's the thing it's a bit cooler as well, bit showery this uh, maybe next weekend but that's good. It's hard to get started in gardening if it's really hot or really cold, that's what I think so in this temperate time you can get out there, enjoy it, not too many bugs around as well and start your first garden. It's also a great time to put in autumn and winter crops and also spring flowering bulbs and plants as well. So it's a really, really good time. So I'd like to encourage those that listen to us, and there are a lot of people that listen to us just for fun, I've heard, to actually start gardening. So this weekend, start. You don't have to start big, start small. One plot is enough.
0: And we'll have some special guests as well who will talk mm. about that. What else is on the show that you've uh, also organized today, mm, Cheryl? Well, I'm, I'm
2: yeah, I'm very very excited because you know I love all the plants, the plant kingdom. We're going to we're going to put a call into a garden down in I think it's down the peninsula somewhere. They've found a new plant, that's what it is. So a local has actually on found a new plant. Yeah, is it? I think it's around no, Terrible the... down there. <laughs> <many> new plants? <laughs> Look, it happens every day, believe it or not. We're always discovering. And you? Well, no. It's a new plant. It's not. It's not a complete new species. It okay. is. It is part of a species I've heard. But look, every day there's new plants discovered all the time. So somebody, one of our local gardeners, one of our listeners, I've heard, has actually found one of these plants, and I'm I'm quite excited to hear the behind the scenes story about it, Pete.
0: Okay. Well, I think we should play some music here this morning at Coast FM and then we'll just get a uh, conversation going with a new uh, gardening ganger on the radio called mm-hmm. Beth. We'll talk to Beth about starting off in the gardening uh, this weekend, maybe just before Easter or yeah, next weekend. Yeah, she's got
2: some great tips. It's Beth from Burbank.
0: We'll talk to Beth in just a tick. Coast FM. Coast, Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn and Darcy on this Saturday morning. A new face is joining us, a new voice, a new voice. of the Coast in yes. Gardening is Beth Field and you've got Beth on the line for what purpose have. this I have.
2: Well, Beth is from Burbank Nurseries and coming up to Easter, a lot of people like to do things around their house. It's traditional, you know, you like to paint or put in a whole new kitchen. Yep. But the gardeners amongst us, we like to do gardening. Now, not everybody who listens to At Home with the Gardening Gang is a gardener, believe it or not, but there might be some of us out there that want to put in a veggie garden. So, Beth, welcome to the show she's going to tell us how to start a veggie garden from scratch hey beth
1: hi guys um autumn is an awesome time to get out into the veggie patch especially the easter weekend exercise those green thumbs if you're a first timer there's plenty of edible plants you can grow at this time of year that are easy um stick to your green leafies like your spinach and your lettuce some herbs as well yeah, lots of your green leafy herbs and veg are really easy to start off with if you're a beginner. Mm-hmm. Make so, sure you don't something. ignore your soil. Soil is really, really important and, I, and it's often um, where people are reluctant to spend your money. It's really hard to spend good money on what looks like a bag full of dirt, Yeah, but it's actually really, really important um, just to spend a little bit of money getting your soil ready. So you're going to be looking for something like manure, chicken manure or cow manure, mm-hmm. some planting compost or all of the above. Um, that is really, really important just to get your soil ready um, for planting.
0: I'm a bit of a painter myself, uh, Beth, and uh, the gardening side, of course, is secondary to me over the Easter (laughs) weekend because my wife puts me to work around the house doing a bit of the old brush-up, you know what I mean? But I'm going to change my tune this year. I'm going to change my tune. You got me excited about getting back into the garden. Or would I not be regarded as an inexperienced gardener, wouldn't I? Uh,
2: you're getting a little bit better, Pete. We're three so years old here. What about you're getting for the
0: least experienced people, Beth? How would you uh, put me to work there?
1: So if you're wanting to grow something um, edible, I think just pick a spot in the garden. Um, it doesn't. It can be with other shrubs. It doesn't have to be a dedicated veggie patch. It can be a pot in the corner. It can just be a little spare blank space you've got in your existing garden. As long as it's got at least half a day's sun, that's a good rule of thumb. You want at least half a day, that good six hours worth of sun. Right, okay. Right. Um, if, if you're growing in a pot, get a good quality potting mix. If you're in the ground, um, just add some um, organic matter, some compost or some cow manure, um, and that'll get you started. It's really simple. Just dig it through the soil a little bit and get planting.
0: And what plants will give me a quickest return on investment, like uh, re- Like next week, week after, a couple of months?
1: <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you're working with within about a month or six weeks, you can expect to be harvesting and having something you've grown yourself on your dinner table.
0: But not tomatoes. Um, I don't think tomatoes are ready Um, yet, are they?
1: Yeah. Exactly right. Not quite the right time for tomatoes. As the weather cools off, tomatoes won't be super happy. Um, But there's plenty in stock at the moment that you can plant at this time of year um, that will give you some results sort of within that month, month and a half mark.
0: Okay. Well, I'll put the paintbrushes aside. And we'll get back into the garden, Get back I?
2: into the garden. That's it. That sounds fantastic, Pete. Get into <laughs> it and start growing things. Beth, thank you so much for those tips. Uh, I think you've inspired a lot of Beth us.
0: Where's Beth based? Burbank at, at uh, Erina a- or up on the hill?
2: I'm not too sure. Which Burbank are you at, Beth? I'm based up at Arona Heights. That's a nice little drag along there. There's lots of nice little places there. Love Burmack. I'm just gonna ask one one tiny little thing. Beginner gardeners, what sort of flowers at this time of the year do you think you should pop in?
0: <laughs>
1: So there's a few flowers that are in season this time of year. Pansies and violas are just coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, You can plant sweet pea seeds if you want some beautiful fragrance and colour. Mm -hmm. They come up really quickly and they're lots of fun to grow. You can put marigolds and calendulas in as well. They're my favourite because they often help to get rid of um, insects on your um, edible plants as well. There you go. You don't have to use those
2: things. Because, Pete, I've got to tell you this, Beth. I've been round to his place and he's got some naughties that I had to throw in the bin that he shouldn't be using oh spraying no. on his plants. Yes. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> well, yeah Looking really good. great
3: organic here.
1: alternatives out
2: there. <laughs> That's it. All right, well, we've been speaking with Beth Fields of Burbank Nurseries. Burbank at Erin Heights, actually.
0: What an appropriate name too, Beth Fields. It all just yeah. up a lovely field of flowers Wild and flowers. growth. I
2: love it. Right, oh, thanks, it. Beth. I'll we'll talk to you again soon. Lovely talking to you.
0: Beth, part of the Gardening Gang here at Coast FM this morning.
3: With Pete and Sherilyn. Feel right at home with the Gardening Gang.
0: Coast FM 963. On the line, Coast FM. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy on this magnificent Saturday morning. It's the Gardening Gang, as we mm. do every Saturday morning. And uh, we've got a very excited caller it, well, not a caller, one of our listeners on the line.
2: We're very excited about this. As we said earlier, there has been a new plant discovered on the Central Coast, and we've got the local who found it.
0: Well, it's uh, Ruth Bennett? Terrigal. Ruth Bennett of
2: Terrigal. Okay. Good morning, Ruth.
3: Benay, oh, <laughs> oh,
0: <Benet. laughs> okay. Ruth so, uh, Ruthie, Oh, Benay, Okay. So, Ruthie, like do you that. mind taking us a call from Coast FM's gardening gang? You may have heard us before, but mm. we're we're yes. a fairly uh, well-regarded little radio program here. other gal here is Sharon Darcy.
2: <laughs> well, I'm sure you've had a lot of phone calls and a lot of media contacting you about this discovery. A new she's discovered? She discovered a new plant. Is Ruth. that a big deal? It's a huge deal. I'm so excited,
4: oh, okay. Ruth. Can you
2: lead us through? How did you discover this plant?
3: Well, it was it was quite unusual. I was walking down uh, down the back of the reserve. There's a reserve beyond. I won't give too much information about where I live, but I was walking down the hill, as you do, mm. and I noticed a plant. And i I've, I've quite uh, well versed on, on the plants in my area. I I think of myself as, you know, quite the fortunate mm-hmm. And I took a photo of this on one of the apps. Can I mention the app's name? Sure, sure. The naturalist. Ah. I naturalist. naturalist. And on the app you can take a photo of of, you know, all sorts of things in your area mm-hmm. and then send it out. So I just sent it out and when I sent this one out, normally I get a few responses. And this time I got nothing, and I realised I might have stumbled on something unique. Right, and and what sort of plant is it? I understand it's a, it's a new form of a creeping geranium. Huh. So you know the gravillias are quite. And my, my sister mm-hmm. actually gets an allergic reaction from them, which is hilarious, but not to her, obviously. No. But this one isn't as spindly as you'd normally think. It's a little thicker around where it emerges from the flower. Mm-hmm. And so that was the giveaway right there.
2: And has this been gazetted now? Have you contacted the universities or the botanic gardens?
3: The is botanic, it's the botanical garden. Mm-hmm. I contacted them. Mm-hmm. And the big bonus is when you find a plant like this, you get to name it. You do, and you do. And so
2: a, it is, and they've confirmed that this is a new form of grevillea. Is this correct?
3: A creeping grevillea. A new, cre- new form Sorry, creeping.
0: Sorry. Creeping grevillea. So have you chosen a name for it yet? Ruth, what's, what are your thoughts I have.
3: Mm-hmm. I have. Well, oh. I'm from the coast. And I love to garden, so I love the gardening game. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I've already had a a star named after me. My husband did that years ago on our anniversary. It's so embarrassing. So I didn't want to do that again. But I thought to myself, what better way to acknowledge where I come from, the coast, and gardening, than to name it after one of our area's gardeners? After hey. a media personality, a oh, big gardener. Is it Sherilyn? Very popular, oh. someone who's done a lot for gardening. It's oh And goodness. really, I've lifted the area in such a big way. Oh. Uh, and the Botanical Garden said that that name hasn't been used before. Oh. So,
0: oh. <laughs> and Sherilyn is part of that uh, naming, oh, is she?
3: Sherilyn is a big part of that naming because I think without her, you know, it wouldn't have gone ahead. Oh. Uh, Shall I let you know the name? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I've decided to call this the Creepy Pete. What? Creepy Pete? Uh, The Creepy Pete. It's a creeping, a creeping revillia and it's thicker than the usual spindly one. So I've called it the Creepy Pete. (laughs) Uh, So not not after Cheryl and after...
0: Should I be proud of oh, that Gerilyn, show? Oh,
3: Gerilyn, oh, you're lovely. You're such a card. You really did carry the show, as it were. But I've named it after the Creepy Pete, and the technical garden says there's not a Creepy beat. uh, uh as yet. Uh, oh, so oh, Ruth, oh, can
0: I object oh. uh, to, the creepy to being called Creepy <laughs> Pete. I mean, the
3: creepy
2: Pete. <laughs> I, I'm ge- I was well, getting a bit upset then, but but I. Yeah. I thought Sherman
0: may have oh. figured before me in terms of a naming. Uh, oh
2: yeah, of a plant. Anyway, I, mean, I don't uh,
0: mind. Oh, very nice to be thought of that in that way, there, Ruth. But uh,
2: especially since you're not a I gardener.
0: Have to think about it, anyway, I think. we'll have to try and get some listeners' reaction to that. Wow, well. are you in favour of a plant called the Creepy Pete or not?
3: Hmm. Ruth, Can you
0: was... uh just refrain from calling it anything? Yeah, can you
2: wrong? not? Yeah, maybe maybe just I'm hold doing
3: on. I did the paperwork already. Oh. Uh, <laughs> been it's done and it's all to go. And you can see, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I don't mean to self-publicise on your show, but you can see Creepy Pete on my Facebook page.
0: Oh, okay, I so. can yeah. see it now, Cheryl. This is the Gardening Gang oh. with uh, Creepy Pete and Cheryl, and Cheryl doesn't kind of talk no. my language.
3: Anyway, maybe, I'll, maybe
2: I'll just wait till there's a rose out there that someone could name after me. Oh, of course, so you haven't missed out. Yeah, on I haven't stages. missed out. I thought I
0: was oh, missing out. Well, thank out. you so much mm. for your time, there, Ruth Ruthie Ruth Bennett, there from Terigal who's just uh, discovered a brand new piece of native flora here yeah. on the central coast I You're welcome, here.
3: Pete. I, I feel you might be in shock. <laughs> but you'll Surprise you'll, uh, more than shock. When you recover from the shock, um, I'm sure you'll be incredibly Well, grateful. I look
0: forward to so uh, meeting welcome. up with you with welcome. a plant in hand one day. Mm. Ruthie? A creepy <laughs>
3: piece. Yes.
2: Thank you, Ruth.
0: This is the Gardening Gang. Quite surprised this morning. Yeah. A bit uptight, Sherilyn, because uh, there is a uh, plant out there somewhere around Terrigal about to be named the Creepy Pete. Yeah. We had uh, a lady on the phone only minutes ago, mm-hmm. and uh, she was quite content on not giving you equal time and calling it the uh, Pete and Sherilyn. Yes. It was going to be the Creepy Pete, and the phone calls are coming through saying what?
2: Ah, uh, they <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm full of myself, but they're all saying that it should be called something pretty after Sherilyn. That's what they're saying, well, and I and they think big,
0: that's pretty much the go.
2: That's what they're saying. They said no, no, guvilias are pretty. That's so what someone else said. there and some someone said on that lady
0: Pete. We're looking for a yeah. name to give this plant.
2: That's well, what
0: are we going to say to Ruth, though? Because Ruth was so kind to think of... Uh, you. you. Know, I thought it was a masterstroke to think of me think first. Did you think that? I thought yeah. it was...
2: I think she was tapping into your sense of humour there, calling <laughs> it the creepy Pete. <laughs> and a couple of... Look, you had a couple of fans of yours, Pete, that were a bit offended, actually, that uh, that there was a bit of a, you know... Oh, they were neighbours.
0: It's all right. Is like that what
2: it was? <laughs> but I think it was all about your sense of humour. That's what she was tapping into. So, I don't know. if Look, this Gravilla. if you got to, to name it... What would you name it? I'm trying to think now. I, I probably call it the Oh, I don't know the terrific terrigal or something. <laughs> I don't know. Gravillias are a funny sort of flower. There's lots of them, but I'm looking at the moment for a picture. Ruth's sending me one. I'm about to put it on our Facebook page. Coast FM nine six three Gosford. You can find it there, and I'll uh, yeah, it's quite we'll interesting. We'll take
0: a few more calls as mm, well. We will, and uh, we'll make uh, another comment after we hear uh, from mm. our next song, which is Sanya Dada. In the meantime, let's uh, thank some sponsors this morning. Once again, and by Abba this morning. It's almost a quarter to nine. Vicky's joining us. Now, what's hot, Vicky, is on the line from Narara Valley Nursery. Good morning, what's hot? Good
3: morning, and what a great autumn morning it is well,
0: today. It gorgeous? Yes. It's a beautiful day, and especially today, we've been fielding heaps of calls here, uh, getting people's opinion on whether or not this uh, new grevillea that was discovered here on the coast uh, a couple of weeks ago, being revealed mm-hmm. today on the gardening gang, should be called the Creepy Peach.
3: Yeah, oh, I thoughts? love that name. <laughs> you love, I love well, it? I love it. I think we could get top dollar for the Creepy Pete. <laughs> oh, good. <could you?
0: laughs> well, the thing that uh, most people are saying, it sounds a bit yucky. And in fact, <laughs> Sherilyn should have been acknowledged as being more yeah. of a gardening celebrity than moi, you see. Mm, she's so all right. So yay and most people say nay. Have oh, I one.
3: love the Creepy Pete.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> But let me just uh, do a little, uh, take a second here before we get you on there to talk about the uh, the gardening world. Uh, today has a special date in history. Uh, have a look at your calendar or your watch there. Vicky. what does it say?
3: The 1st of April.
0: Yes. And you've all been had. <laughs>
3: That's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, April Fool's Day
0: today. Yeah, no April No such Fools. thing as the Creepy Pete. No, no such thing uh, as not. the uh, can you flower the no, found? No, there isn't. And in fact, yeah. uh, Mrs. Benet Mrs. Benet is one of our Coast FM presenters. Yes. With she a different is. voice. That's so right. So there you go. She did very well. Very, very good. Very good. Okay, so April Fool's they don't get caught today because don't. a few were, including Vicky. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> okay, Vic, now we've got the gardening gang in place today. Three of us mm-hmm. are talking about what's hot around the gardening world, the gardening centres on the coast. And so let me know, what are your thoughts?
3: Alright, we'll grab a bargain at Foresters Beach Garden Centre with 20% off selected pots. Burbank House and Garden at Erinner Heights have their famous loose bulbs back in stock so you can pick, mix and play around with colours, textures and varieties and some envi- varieties are the daffodils, tulips, bluebells and hyacinths. And I just discovered that the Wildflower Meadow at Erin Heights offers 30 to 45-minute garden consultations free of charge to assist with garden design, plant placement and selection, completely free of charge if you're choosing to plant a native garden with plants purchased from the Wildflower Meadow. So I thought that was super cool. That is super cool.
0: I've not heard of the Wildflower Meadow before. A new one, is it? We've been there a million years or what? Yeah, well,
3: they used to be the Wildflower Place. Okay. Now they're... Uh, changed hands oh. and they're the wildflower meadow, but um, yeah, it's
0: lovely, doesn't it? A little yeah, meadow. it does it's sound very nice. So hunt. head
3: there for a mm. free garden consultation.
0: Okay, mm. excellent there. Any more of uh, those freebies coming up in the gardening world on the coast? Because most of you charge like wounded bulls, don't you? <laughs> Not here
3: at Narara Valley Nursery, thank okay, you. Well, oh. Tell us what's hot at Narara <laughs> Valley Nursery. Other than
0: creepy Pete's. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hot in our garden centre this weekend is our huge selection of native plants. Our native section is chockers full of brand new native plants, including grevillea, not the creepy peak, <laughs> Banksia, <laughs> Calistomen, tea trees, wattles, native ground covers, and native climbers, and also available in, in advanced sizes too if you're looking for an instant impact in the garden.
0: Okay, excellent stuff there. Well, what's not so hot? I know it's a not so hot day today. A lovely um, 22 degrees, I think the max on the Central Coast. So what's not hot on the gardening scene? Vic?
3: Over-fertilising your garden. A common misconception going around is that the more fertiliser you use, the bigger the crop. It's actually quite the opposite. So stick to the recommended ratios and don't get too carried away with it and you'll get much better results.
0: Right, good advice there. I've learned that over three years of being involved in this That's program right. that uh, over watering, over fertilising is a big no no. See it, you're
1: very yes. Well. I learned I that.
3: Learned that anyway. I learned that the hard way with my African violet. I gave it a little bit too much fertiliser and I turned it yellow. Ah. <laughs> Um, yeah.
0: violet to yellow. You've bleached yeah. it almost, you know? Yeah, that's what yeah. happens. They go... Now, on the 1st of April, <laughs> this could be the opportunity to shine today, Vicky. Is it a fact or is it a fib?
2: All right, everybody. I <laughs> think you're
0: leading the pack in terms of the correct answers since we begin this this yes. year. <gasps>
2: Hit us with it, Sherilyn. All right, all right. I might be going a little bit towards uh, Vicky's side, but I think this this is some favourites of yours. Botanical fact or fib, and I know there's tons of coasties that love playing along at home, so listen carefully. Right now, it's time to plant brassicas. What are brassicas? They're the cabbages, the cauliflowers, the Brussels sprouts, kale. Not a fan. Uh, kale chips are nice though, and also, of course, broccoli. Now, all of these brassicas, you know, you've been able to find them in the wild, but broccoli is actually a completely man-made invention. And guess who made them? Guess well, who invented the broccoli? It wasn't the Romans. It was it. it was in the sixth century. <laughs> In the 6th century BCE, the Romans actually invented, as far as we know, invented broccoli. So for some crossbreeding, they got it together and they saw some wild cabbages and went, oh, you know, make these little trees. And they invented it, spread throughout the Mediterranean areas. And so today that's why we've got broccoli. It wasn't for the Romans. That's it. Is that a fact or is that a fib?
0: Well, Vicky, you've uh, studied horticulture I haven't, so you've mm-hmm. got a great start on the knowledge stakes there. <laughs> so what do you reckon, mate? Give you the chance to I don't to
3: think that any there. of my education is going to help me on this one. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Or I do think it's going to be false. I don't think it was the Romans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is that the actual question? Is it a Roman invention Romans or inve- development?
2: Did they well, invent broccoli? They knew.
0: I think I'm inclined to agree with Vicky because I don't think the Romans would have known about the technology behind, uh, you know, cross... Per- What's it called? Cross-fertilisation or cross-whatever cross is. Cross-breeding, yeah, cross hybridization In that period. Maybe right. wrong. So we're both going to say... It is false. Well, you're both wrong. It's true. Oh, my
3: goodness.
2: (laughs) While there's many edible plants that can be foraged in the wild, like asparagus, berries, onions, broccoli is not one of them. And broccoli was, in fact, a human intervention. It's not known exactly when, but it is known that in the Roman Empire... Through hybridization, the people that bought you the glass house, the people that bought you lots of different things, roses, uh, just through hybridization, also bought you broccoli.
0: <laughs> thanks for ancient Romans. <laughs> well done, Vic. Well, awesome. That wasn't an April Fool's Day trick at all. That wasn't,
2: was and a- that's not an April Fool's Day trick. That is the truth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Vic, we're still learning, my sweet. And mm. I thought you had a degree in horticulture, my God. <laughs> no, I'll no, let everybody different. down. No. Okay, Vic, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Always Vicky. great to catch up with what's
3: Thank hot you. on the Please
0: radio. On. Oh, i catch you next week. Here with the Gardening Gang at Coast FM. Back to the classic hits. And what about we have some?
3: You're right at home with the Gardening Gang. Coast FM
0: 963. Stabulous Elton John on Coast FM 963. Get back there, honky cats. Welcome to the Gardening Gang with Pete and Cheryl on the first day of April today. Don't be fooled. This is the all genuine, all rock and roll Gardening Gang. Yeah. And that means it's time to get your hands dirty, it friends and neighbours. sure <laughs> is.
2: Time to get your hands dirty and also to get out there and get into the gardening events that are happening around the coast. Today at the Carryong Eco Garden, there is a Create a Bilby Sanctuary workshop with eco artist Rachel Bunny not Bilby Bunny. Oh, oh, really? Anyway, it's for, kids and it's for kids and young people. There is a small charge on it and you do need tickets. You can get them from Humanitix. It does start at 10.30 but I'm sure if you popped up to Carry On Eco Garden and had a chat with them you might be able to sneak yourself in. Also on today, our good friends at the Community Environment Network invite you to come along to their April plant sale. Very popular. Lots of grevilleas there. Don't ask for a creeping peat, okay? Uh, you'll also learn about the principles of permaculture. As permaculture Permaculture Central Coast is having a talk. The plant sale, oh, it's already started 9 till 12 pm today, and the permaculture talk is at 10 am. It's all on at the Wild Plant Community Nursery, Loop Road, Arimba. The Fungal Kingdom, next weekend, put this in your diaries. Uh, Anna Durkin, very, very well known citizen scientist in this field of mushrooms and all things fungi, will be educating us with her skill and knowledge and answering questions about the fungal kingdom of the Sydney and Central Coast region. It is a $3 entry with a lucky door prize. It's put on by the Australian Plant Society Central Coast. Lovely group of people. A small selection of native plants, again, will be on sale. Get there at 30 for a 2 p.m. start. That's next Saturday, the 8th of April. Phillip House, 21 Old Penang Road, Carry on. Okay, in your garden. Get into the gut. Ga- Look, it's getting so popular with things happening. I'm so excited. Get into the garden. You can plant culinary herbs, beetroot, Broccoli, remember where it comes from. Uh, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, carrots, cauliflower, chicory, cress, endive, kohlrabi's, leeks, lettuce, mustard, onions, parsnip, peas, radishes, shallots, silver beet, spinach, spring onions, swedes, turnips, oh, and also garlic as well. You can put that in now. In the uh, flowers, as Vicky was saying before, it's time to put your spring flowering bulbs in. It'll be a nice weekend to do it actually with a bit of light rain around. Really good. So get in there and get those in. And also carnations, columbines, coneflowers, that's echinacea, delphiniums, dianthus, everlasting daisies, that's all types including the Aussie natives, forget-me-nots, foxgloves, gypsophila, hollyhock, larkspur, uh, also nigella, pansies, polyanthus, Poppies, all the poppies, Primula, snapdragon, status stock, sweet peas of course and your favorite and mine, Pete, the wallflowers.
0: Okay, that's the uh, get your hands dirty segment and a special <laughs> shout out also to Mrs. Bunning. we mentioned earlier there. Mrs. Mrs. Bunny's Bunny. having a special <laughs> period of her life. It is Easter time and if your name is Bunny, you yeah. are in. You are.
1: I love you. <laughs> good day
0: Mrs. Bunny, have a good day today and right through to Easter. Well, love
1: 16.
0: Easter's next week. It is. Next weekend. I thought we'd get uh, Tanya, our pet vet nurse, to tell us about how to get rid of those maybe offensive smells. <laughs> You've got guests coming for the yeah. weekend. You might be a bit embarrassed about some of those uh, smells that are permeating your place. Uh, Tanya, I know you're not a cleaner by trade, but mm. have you got any thoughts on what steps we can take?
2: to make our houses a little bit more hygienic. Tanya, help! What can we do to make our houses smell nice and lovely for our visitors?
3: <laughs> um, here's the thing. If you have animals, my view is people need to just expect the smell. Really? I think oftentimes people think the smell comes from the coat, particularly dogs, and, you know, sometimes it can, you know. Um, and as I said before, you, it's not healthy to over-bathe them. Okay, oh, so you yes, shouldn't that's bathe right. because it's not good for their skin. Okay, if you're bathing them more than, like, ideally, you should only bathe them once a month. Once a month okay, mm. otherwise, you're going to dry their skin out unless your vet has told you otherwise. Mm. You can put leave in conditioner on them that smells really yummy or doggy cologne, which you've spoken about. Sometimes the smell comes from their mouth and from their breath, okay? You can't get rid of that unless they've they've got dental problems, you need to fix that. But as far as, you know, gastrointestinal issues that are making them smell, (laughs) that can be a problem, just like it can be a problem for people. So, you know, you may need to check their diet. But sometimes Mm -hmm. dogs and cats, not very often cats, are very clean. But sometimes they can just have a smell and we live with them. So we're just used to it. Um, As far as keeping your place clean, my advice would be make sure you're using appropriate products. Now, when I say appropriate, make sure they're pet safe. Because, yes, we love our guests and our family that come to visit. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to use products that are going to put
0: our pets in hospital because cleaning products. Yes. Name and shame. What what sort oh. of things that would be uh, yeah,
2: what well, I didn't even on the this. shelves
0: that uh, shouldn't really be there. Have you got any idea of the different brands oh, well, or the, the different types? Makes? Types?
3: It's, just, it's not necessarily chlorine. a brand thing, but things like bleaching you yeah, need chlorine. to be very careful mm, of yeah. yeah. So you've just got to be very, very careful. Mm-hmm. of, you know, pet toxicity with some of these cleaning products. Most of them are in small amounts and they're fine and most pets are sensible enough not to lick these products. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you if you've just mopped your floor with a really strong bleach and you have a dog or cat that runs through it and then licks their paws afterwards, if you've put enough bleach on the floor, uh-huh. they're gonna have
0: they're going to have gonna be,
3: a reaction. Yeah, they're gonna breath will be a fresh, but they're, they're
0: <laughs> very fresh breath. <laughs> very fresh. <laughs> might, be in the, oh, no. might be down the clinic though soon. But I have
2: to say, but I've got some air fresheners that are supposed to be organic and safe and all that because I think they're nice. And what I've noticed is more than any other dog I've had, he sneezes horribly when I spray things around and is really quite uh-huh. distressed. So I just very go. sensitive dog. He's very well. I think it's because he's white. I don't know whether he has, he has sensitive skin. And it's not just a little sneeze. He's coughing and sneezing and I have to go, oh, I thought that was organic and
3: safe. Yes, but the thing is there are a lot of, um, now when you say organic, there's a lot of essential oils. So perhaps this, I mean, I don't know what product you're using. Mm. If it has some sort of essential oil in it to make it smell nice, Mm. there's a lot of essential oils that are actually toxic to pets. We had a little kitten that came in and she had licked nappy. <laughs> nappy sand, and she was a, a I don't know a ten week old kitten. And uh, why she licked nappy sand? I have no nappy idea. Sand. Like oh yeah, there must have been something her maybe a toy rolled through it or oh, I don't yeah. Know, she yeah. Licked nappy sand, and she she almost died. She was in a coma. What? She was, she, she was very very sick. Yeah, oh, nappy no. Is well, really it's
2: very toxic. toxic. Yeah, it's
0: bleach. Heavy chlorine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy
2: in that stuff.
3: Yeah. Well, someone actually found found her, and um, her. What happened was her her mouth was very swollen, her oh, tongue was very yes. swollen, uh-huh. and she started tremoring, So she started showing signs of toxicity.
0: So, yeah, what you're just saying is it cost. And and if you're uh-huh. paying, if you're paying the fees over at Easter weekend. You're gonna pay. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my
2: tip: <laughs> invite people that are used to pets. Or just get them to suck it up. <laughs> that's it. That your pets have a bit of a petty smell, but that's you know, that's it. Pets that's on not here. There's pets here. That's right. That's it. You're just a visitor,
3: and these these guys live here. That's it. That's what I think. It is what it is. Yep. And you know what? Just remind your friends and family that come to visit over mm. Easter. Remind them of the rules, particularly with dogs, because dogs will eat anything, so just remind them of the toxic foods. Remind them not to feed your dogs. So and no, no, no chocolate, eggs.
2: no chocolate, and the big Ooh. one is that I have to tell people all the time when they visit me is n- at the moment no hot cross buns because the fruit Tanya Tanya tells us this all uh. the time the fruit is highly toxic to dogs so uh-huh. those hot cross buns or the raisin toast or anything like that it's like no 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 they can't have that that's it and no avocado on toast either I had a visitor recently that wanted to give um, sailor t- avocado on toast and I went oh my goodness no you're not a Dog person, avocados toxic to dogs. Well,
0: just imagine all those people without <laughs> pets. They can welcome anybody into their home. Okay. No rules. Just come as you are. Oh,
2: but their life like is us. hollow. That's it. Oh, like, <laughs> you need a pet, Pete. You need a pet. <laughs> hey, Tan. I want you to uh,
0: have a nice, uh, yeah. a nice week. We'll catch you for uh, Easter Saturday next week, we and shall. I think we're going to talk about something of great interest. We won't tell you about now, no. but uh, it's going Ooh. to be a bit of a surprise for next week. It is. Tanya Middleton, our pet vet nurse here at Coast FM.
2: Thanks, Tanya.
3: Thanks, guys.
0: SFM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy, now with that guru of the uh, real estate world. Mm. I was about to say guru of the garden. That's but He's more inclined to be a real estate guru. Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners, based at Point Clare and East Gosford. Yay. Good morning. What Good an intro. Morning. Eh? Definitely not guru of the garden, guys. That's uh, I can assure yeah, you. I'm a bit the same, mate. <laughs> I've got to tell you. April Fool's Day, they tried to fool me into doing something silly today, but no... Uh, The world woke up very quickly, (laughs) very quickly. (laughs) Now, talking about um, April Fool's Day, I came across an article during the week um, that really I thought to myself, well, this could be a good topic for today, but it pertained to Sydney real estate prices, Lachlan. And if I can just Mm. uh, run through very quickly, it says, the suburbs beating the property slump in Sydney include Mossman. Yes, Mossman is escaping the worst of Sydney's property downturn, uh, scoring a trophy home sale of almost $20 million this week and a string of profitable sales last quarter. So in Sydney, the suburb of Mossman is defying the property slump. Now, I thought, Miss Ibb, well, maybe there are suburbs here on the coast that could be in the same position. Mm. It's up to you now, Auckland, to I, identify those suburbs. I, I think you're fishing,
2: Pete. That's what I think. I think you're fishing Pete. for Saratoga. Is that it? He's
0: hoping. He's, he's hoping. hoping.
2: Yeah, that's it. Well,
4: All I'm right. not,
0: I'm not for sale. Otherwise, I would have had Auckland on the go. All right. yeah. Well,
4: guys, Pete, t- it's it's interestingly not uh, not suburbs, but market segment.
0: Market like so, segments. Hmm.
4: So that's what you're looking at with that that uh, sale in Mossman is that the top end of the market and the, the really high-end properties are still transacting very well and they're still achieving very strong prices because there's renewed interest from overseas. We've got continued in immigration and mm. now that things have really opened fully back up after COVID. We're seeing that sort of influx of overseas money still continuing to come in and Mm -hmm. that's what's sort of driving that trophy home market in the inner city Mm. and naturally what happens when the trophy market uh, around the harbour in the city picks up and and starts to to um, move quite strongly is that uh, people look elsewhere for you know a piece of uh, that lifestyle on the water and that's where those sort of segments of the central coast start to defy the market the the likes of the waterfront
0: for example yes but that makes sense so to answer my inquiry, are there any particular suburbs that you've identified that are still doing very, very well despite the increased interest rates and the like?
4: Statistically, if you look at the data, Pete, no. There's, there's not any suburbs that are post, posting strong gains at the moment. Okay. Um, there's some suburbs that have you know, remained relatively um, isolated from the price gains. They haven't dropped as much as others. But again, generally, it's suburbs that saw the most gains that have seen the biggest corrections. So the most expensive suburbs across the coast are the ones that have seen generally the, the, the lower percentage decreases because they were already expensive prior to COVID,
0: if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, suburbs starting in S, would they be affected too? <laughs> 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 Sorry, mate, that's oh. unfair. And
2: one's starting with
0: <laughs> lake, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't go there. That's uh, no, um, all right, We'll
4: take it in a different direction. <laughs> yes.
0: um. But one other question I've got for you without notice, a lot of home units for sale, like brand new ones off the plant, there are new constructions going up all around, particularly the CBD of Gosford, parts of Terrigal, mm. and they're all claiming to be selling out like... Cheesecakes, is that a bit of marketing talk or is, that, is there a demand for real estate investments in the form of uh, the new units on the coast? Oh,
4: I think it's a, a bit of both there for sure, Peter. I mean, there, there is um, strong demand for investments on the coast. Um, you know, the rental crisis we've heard, heard plenty about and there's, there's really strong returns being achieved at the moment. So, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, parts of Sydney and, and look at what, you can get for an investment and the type of return and the yield you're going to achieve, then the Central Coast becomes really attractive. But I think what people are taking a bet on at the moment, which I would uh, basically hazard a guess as to why some of these off-the-plan properties are seeing sort of renewed interest, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, is that you put a deposit down now and completion may not be for two years in most cases. So what a lot of these investors are probably taking the punt on is that They put their deposit down now, and that within two years' time, once the property comes, you know, is finished and they take possession and lease the property out, um, that rates will most likely have fallen once again. So they'll have gone up and then they'll have come back a little way. That's the the sort of, you know, prediction still at this point. So any investor looking to maybe take a punt on that could, um, you know, probably reasonably accurately assume that in a couple of years, um, the payments on that property might be less than they would be right now.
0: That would figure because I did read another article about uh, the expectation of rental prices going up quite significantly.
4: Well, that's right, and there's no nothing to suggest that rental prices will come down. There's a continued shortage, and we keep talking about you know more people moving to the coast. There's you know so much more immigration coming into into our cities, um, and that's going to continue to drive rental prices so an investor looking at those off-the-plan type apartments they're you know they're quite attractive because they can put down a minimal amount now mm. they've got time to, to save before mm. they um, you know start making payments and in theory rental prices should continue to go up in the meantime
0: yes that's right and the other thing that also struck me Sheryl and you may have seen this too an estimate of another six hundred and fifty thousand people coming into Australia in the next two years, maybe wow. even less. Wow, that's a lot of bodies looking that's for a, a house lot. over their head. Yeah. So, uh, and those figures, to a point, will translate to more population here for the coast. I imagine mm-hmm. definitely, most nice, definitely. Okay. Uh, well, mate, it looks fairly uh, optimistic down the track for real estate investment. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, You'll be a busy man for a couple of years, but you won't have a holiday in the meantime. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Lachlan. Thanks for filling in uh, our gaps today with those questions. And we we can talk to you next week. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Lachlan. Thanks, Lachlan. Thanks, guys. All the best, man. There's Christine Anu here at Coast FM 963. Wonderful Indigenous performer. And that's sunshine on a rainy day. Well, no rain expected through the day today. But certainly, we're going to see some activity with uh, some rain tonight on the Central Coast and also tomorrow. Sherilyn doesn't feel it's going to be an imposing run of rain. No. But the forecast indicating here heavy showers tomorrow, that's what it says, Mm. and just shower activity on Monday with temperatures in the mid 20s. Next week on Coast FM's Gardening Gang, being sponsored by Alan Grahams and Doormaster will be, Sherilyn, planting what? Bulbs. It's Bulbalicious.
2: It's all about spring flowering bulbs next week. This is a great time to put them in. It's the perfect time. So we're talking tulips, daffodils, everything, everything. Oh, My mind's gone to me blank. All the catalogues are coming into the mailboxes at the moment. And as Vicky told you, there all the bulbs are in at the nurseries. We're going to give you all the tips to make sure all of your bulbs flower spectacularly on the Central Coast this spring. It'll okay, be like Florian We'll you on Easter
0: Saturday next Yay. week, guys. And don't forget, don't get fooled today.